I want to talk about nursing and a nursing shortage that is afflicting this country, and it has a real impact on our ability to deal with the pandemic and going forward as well. I can tell you that Quebec has now announced it's going to give nurses financial bonuses. It depends on where you work in the province. Meanwhile, in the in Ontario, the Conservative government here has Bill 124, which of course passed that caps public sector wages to an average of 1% for the next three years. That applies to nurses, but not doctors, and somewhat tellingly, not police. But to talk more about making sure that we have enough nurses to actually run our health care system on the line, Dr. Doris Grinspun, who is the Chief Executive Officer with the Registered Nurses Association of Ontario, and also Diane Martin, who is CEO of Registered Practical Nurses Association of Ontario. Doris, let's begin with you. Thank you both for being here. What does the Ontario government need to do? Does it need to follow Quebec's lead? So, number one, they must repeal Bill 124. That bill is ill-conceived to start with, and during the pandemic, obviously, is damaging absolutely the situation. Now, in Quebec, as you know, they're speaking about registered nurses shortage. It's arranged what we are, the shortest in Quebec, in Alberta, and in Ontario, in terms of when you're speaking ICUs when you're speaking step-down units and the surgeries, with complex surgeries in particular. So while we need RNs, RPNs, and nurse practitioners and all kinds of other health professionals, the real shortage, the crunch, is 22,000 RNs short in Ontario. 22,000. So what we are asking is bridging programs massively from PSW to RN and RPN from RPN to RN, from RN to nurse practitioner, that's absolutely urgent. We need to build careers in Ontario for our nurses across the board, and the bonuses will not cut the cake. What they need is careers in nursing, lower workloads that they can provide the type of care that they were educated regardless of the category provide to patients every single time and not feel frustrated that they see patients dying, dying, not only because of COVID, but because of poor care, because they don't have the resources needed, Alan. Thank you, Doris. And Diane, to you, is it a question of making this a career where you can move from RPN to RN and so on and so forth? Is that is that a key part of this? So our organization has been talking about what we call career laddering for three to four years now. And the reason we think it is um, one of the strategies, I wouldn't say that it is the only strategy that we have to engage in, but the reason we think it's one is because what will compel nurses quite often and, and PSWs uh, to stay providing care is a bright career future that they're excited about. And this is one way that we can do it. Also, um, they can continue to work within the healthcare system while they're educating themselves for their next role, which we don't do if their next role is not involved in healthcare. So in terms of laddering right now, the, without getting too deeply in out of the weeds, is it is it difficult for an RPN to move into an RN role? Um, actually, I did it. Uh, I am both an RPN and an RN, and I career laddered. And it is um, a lot of work, um, but it's 
quite worthwhile. Um, gaining the extra knowledge that you need to do the more critical care jobs is is quite uh, invigorating to nurses who already have a solid base of understanding. Um, I think it's one of the most difficult degrees that you can can get is nursing. I think it's a very tough one, but. Um, people who already have experience are really well set up then to move forward to the next uh, to the next stage, especially if it holds them in the profession of nursing in general. Thank you, Diane, and adores to you. And I only have a minute left, and I apologize for running out of time so quickly. But you know, is it financial compensation? Is that the top of the the list of things that need to be done here? Well, and first of all, thanks for having us. Uh, it's very important that the public understands the crunch that we are in because it will cost lives. Our compensation is one of them, but not in terms of bonus, in terms of base compensation, and that's why Bill 124 needs to go for all nurses and I would say for all teachers too. The other piece to add to our conversation on bridging programs or career laddering, however government will end up calling it, is the IENs, the International Educated Nurses. Those nurses currently take four or five years for them to renew their license in our country, and government needs to put their foot down to the regulatory bodies that that process needs to improve. We have many nurses from abroad that are working as PSWs because they need to put foot on the table, but if the process of becoming an RPN or RNN will be faster, they would be in the system working as an RN and RPN. Not that PSWs are not important. We value them. But the crunch is on the RN side, and we need to do these bridging programs fast and furiously with being able to do, in addition to what Diane mentioned, that how complex they are, they need to be also flexible in the evening, in the weekends, in the, in the, in, in, at night. Uh, when I was director of nursing... I know. Sorry, Doris, I just, I just have to jump in because I do have to get to break. But I do, I do so much appreciate it, and I do apologize for that. Uh, Doris Grinspun uh, from the RNAO and Diane Martin from the Registered pra- Practical Nurses Association of Ontario. Thanks again. Thank Stay with us. My name is Alan Carter. This is Global News Radio.